Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Alfick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week we are bringing you September 9th through the 15th in the wonderful year of 1998. September 9th. The Tripartite Gold Commission closed. It was set up in 1946 by Britain, France, and the United States to oversee the return of some $4 billion in gold plundered by the Nazis from European treasuries. Also on this day, Four tourists who had paid $32,500 each were taken in a tiny submarine to view the wreckage of the Titanic two and a half miles below the Atlantic off Newfoundland. Speaking of subs, today we found a story titled, Subs Make Final Dive Into History. With a surge of bubbles, a chapter of South California history closed Tuesday night as the 39-year-old Disneyland submarines took their last voyage around the turquoise Tomorrowland Lagoon, their replacement still a question mark. Crowds lined up at the vintage 1959 attraction, one of the original e-ticket rides christened along along with the monorail and the Matterhorn, and patiently waited up to 90 minutes for one last ride on the yellow submarines. Fun fact, I have been on this ride equivalent in Walt Disney World, Florida. Excellent, uh, excellent qualifier on that. Thank you. Uh, so this attraction eventually reopened in 2007 with a Finding Nemo theme. Because everyone loves Nemo. They do. Moving on to September the 10th. President Clinton met with members of his cabinet to apologize, ask forgiveness, and promise to improve as a person (laughs) in the wake of the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Oh, those Clintons. Also today, Keiko the Killer Whale, star of the 1993 movie Free Willy, was returned to Iceland, where he was captured in 1979 at age two. Holy shit. Right? Much of his early life was spent at a Mexico City amusement park. Wow. Also today, Spyro the Dragon launched on the PS1. Yes. Launching the successful Spyro franchise. So um, cool. Which, like, you know, there's Skylanders and stuff now. I've never played those, but they seem to be a hit with kids. Yeah, I have another. Also, an article today. For $5, a family video store will cut two Titanic scenes. <laughs> Which two, though? James Cameron won an Oscar for directing Titanic. Now, Carol Beisinger, owner of a video rental store in Utah, of course, course, is winning business for making some creative cuts to the biggest selling movie of all time. For $5, Sunrise Family Video in American Fork, Utah. That's a place? Which does not rent R-rated movies, will cut two steamy scenes from the home video copies of Titanic. Uh, Mrs. Beisinger said she got the idea after her customers complained they would not be able to share it with their children because they're uptight. I added that last part in. For an additional $3, Beisinger will cut other scenes at the customer's request. Holy fuck, Utah. September 11th. Two news articles today. The first one titled, Sandy Banks has the day off. Content. Sandy Banks has the day off. We here at Stuck in the 90s sincerely hope that you enjoyed your day off, Sandy. That was the whole article. That was the whole article. I had to put that in. I mean, I really, I, I hope Sandy Banks had a good day. If like it was a Ferris Bueller's day off. Oh, yeah. Sandy Banks' day off. All right. Second article. One more Clinton critic admits an affair. For the second time in a week, a right-wing critic of President Clinton has admitted to an affair. The confession came from Rep. Helen Chenoweth. Chenoweth! Republican from Idaho. No relation to uh, musical genius Christian Chenoweth with the voice of an angel. Who was forced to go public by the Idaho statesman after she committed what proved to be a tactical error, demanding Clinton's resignation and declaring in a campaign commercial, quote, I believe that personal conduct and integrity does matter. Chenoweth, 60, told the newspaper that she had an affair 14 years ago. (sighs) 
That's enough of the Clintons for today. It's actually not, I but know. we'll get to it. Yeah. But for now, we're moving on to September the 12th. The Cuban Five intelligence agents are arrested in Miami and convicted of espionage. The agents claim they were not spying against the United States government, but against the Cuban exile community in Miami. Also, the fall TV season is starting. Finally. Over the next couple weeks, things are gonna get real. We're gonna be running into a lot of awesome TV shows that were just beginning their, uh, their little lives in the 90s. I'm excited for that. That. Continuing the 90s trend of adapting a popular movie series into a kid's cartoon, Godzilla the series premiered on Fox today. The basic premise is a Godzilla egg hatches and imprints on Dr. Nick Tatopoulos, voiced by Ian Zierling, taking over from Matthew Broderick, who played the character in the live-action 1998 uh, movie. This guy becomes a good Godzilla and fights monsters of the week in, you know, every cartoon fashion. I liked this show. It was okay. I mean, I was 10. I liked it as yeah. a 10-year-old. I think if I revisit it, it no. would not hold up. Also today, you know what I think would hold up? Definitely. Young Hercules so premiered. Good. Uh, this was a spin-off slash prequel of Hercules The Legendary Journeys that starred Kevin Sorbo. Young Hercules starred a not too well-known, at least compared to these days, Ryan Gosling as the demigod Hercules. Also today, Sammy Sosa of the Chicago Cubs became the fourth major league baseball player to hit 60 home runs in a single season. Good job, Sosa. September 13th, NBC's Frasier won a record fifth consecutive Emmy is TV's best comedy series. Damn right. Also, this is my mom's birthday. Happy birthday in 1998, mom. Furthermore, in light of my mom's birthday, Sammy Sosa of the Chicago Cubs hit his 61st and 62nd home runs of the season, passing Roger Maris's record and pulling into a tie with St. Louis slugger Mark McGuire. This was a big deal. This home run chase in 1998, I know you're not super into sports. Yeah, no, I totally remember this. Like, I'm not huge into baseball, like you say. I cannot name very many baseball players besides the ones who were in that one Simpsons episode. <laughs> but I can name Sammy Sosa, I can name Mark McGuire. Ken Griffey Jr. Obviously, he was in that episode too, but he was yeah. in the home run chase as well. Oh, nice. This was, I think, unarguably the high point of the steroid era in baseball. This was it. This is the pinnacle. They were all juicing, right? Everyone's juicing. All right, let's move on to September 14th. 23-year-old Wheel Bay stowaway Emilio Dominguez survives Iberia Flight 6130 from San Pedro Sula to Miami. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. You always hear about, well, you never hear about people like stowing away in wheel wells, but it's always that it's kind of damn. imagery is something well, you really think movie. about. Yeah, exactly. Running up to the yeah. wheel bay, grabbing onto it and having it like... Lift you up. Super cool. And I imagine it's not overly survivable because of probably the pressure and, you know, all that fun stuff. A couple more TV shows premiere today. TRL, Total Request live is broadcast for the first time on MTV. Nice. Yeah, they, they had music at that point. The revived edition of Hollywood Squares resumes syndication. Our boy Tom Bergeron <laughs> serves as host with, of course, Whoopi Goldberg as the permanent center square. Who doesn't love Whoopi Goldberg? Who doesn't love Hollywood Squares? How is that not a thing right now? It was a great show. Come back, Hollywood Squares. And be more racy. Oh, yeah. Because we, we could now. Yeah, we could. They could get away with some more stuff that they couldn't then. One more TV show premiered today. I don't know if you remember this. If you were a kid, you might. Hysteria premiered on the WB today. Unlike other animated series produced by Warner Brothers in the 90s, Hysteria stood out as the most explicitly educational program in order to meet FCC requirements for educational slash informational content for children. It wasn't quite as good as Animaniacs, but it was still very well done in my opinion at the time. Again, I was 10. And I think there's probably a lot of their history lessons that I subconsciously still remember, I think. Probably. Let's 
Close the week out. September 15th, free breakfasts raise kids' grades. Children who ate free breakfasts at three inner city schools in two U.S. cities had overall better attendance, higher grades, and fewer emotional and disciplinary problems than before they participated in the meal program, researchers said. It was paid for partly by cereal maker Kellogg and the Mid-Atlantic Milk Marketing Association of Townsend, Maryland. I feel like the findings on this are probably super legit, but I also just love to know that the study was bankrolled by Big Cereal. Captain fucking Crunch. Captain Crunch? No, that's not even Kellogg's, is it? It isn't? I don't know. I don't know. Captain Shit. Crunch, Tony the Tiger. We didn't prepare. Okay, Tony the Tiger's definitely Kellogg's. Oh, yeah. He's Tony, great. you sneaky cat. A little bit on the month overall. I promised, or maybe threatened, more news about the president playing golf. I had to dig a little further this time, but I found an article from golf.com. Yes! This following little bit is from... From, uh, Bill Clinton, where I love to play. Oh my god. In September of 1998, I returned to Ireland to support and celebrate the Northern Ireland Peace Accords and at last to play Balbunion Golf Course in Balbunion County. Kerry, Ireland. It was an overcast and windy day as I joined Dick Spring, Deputy Prime Minister of Ireland, Irish Finance Minister Charlie McCreevy, and Club Captain Brian McCarthy, and the great Christy O'Connor on the links. We are, as always, a presidential golf podcast. Yeah, I don't think we're going to find anything for next week, though. If we do, that'll be unreal. All right, let's get into the box office. And the number one spot we have... Ooh, Rounders. Rounders? You've watched this movie? You've heard of this movie? I have heard of Rounders. I don't I've seen Rounders. Rounders. I I never saw it. Like, are they really good at rounding numbers? Uh, yeah. It's Matt Damon. Matt Damon? I'm pretty sure. This is what? Just before Good Will Hunting? Yeah, this is like a con artist type movie. Okay, so pre-Robin Williams, Good Will Hunting, pre-Matt uh, Damon, Affleck, Bromance, or? 98. Mike McDermott, played by Matt Damon, loses his money in a poker game against Russian gangster Teddy Holy KGB, fuck. played by John Malkovich. Under pressure from his girlfriend, Joe, Gretchen Mall, he promises to quit gambling. This lasts until his friend Lester Worm Murphy, played by Edward Norton, gets out of prison and needs to pay off an old debt. And then on and on it goes. All right. Moving down the list, at number two, we've got There's Something About Mary. Which we've talked about before, but it's an excellent movie. I mean, Rice-A-Roni. It's uh, the Florida treat. At three, we have Blade. Yeah. Four, Saving Private Ryan, which is, for my money, the best war movie ever. Yeah, that's a, that's probably a fair assessment. Rounding out the top five, we've got Simon Birch. Uh, a couple things moving down the list. At number nine, hanging on still, we have Armageddon. And at number 10, bringing back Whoopi Goldberg. How Stella got her groove back. Number 13, oh, The yeah. Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan in her non-drug-addicted prime. She was a cute kid. Fuck, she had so much going for she her. She really did. I would have loved to see where her career would have went. I mean, Mean Girls was one of the greatest movies of 2004. Really good movie. Finishing it off at number 15, we've got The Mask of Zorro with our pal Antonio Banderas. All right, let's dive straight into the billboard. I intentionally did not look at it this week. I, uh, oh, gross. I took a glance. Oh, the yeah. awkward middle school dance song of the late 90s and into the early 2000s. At number one, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. I don't even want to talk about that. Number two, The Fair First enough. Night by Monica. Number three, we've got Crush by Jennifer Page. I love that song. Four is My Way by Usher. It was Usher's Way. And finishing out the top five, one of my favorite songs probably ever, at least for this year, The Boy Is Mine, Brandy and Monica. It's not much to see. 
have a CD single of that. Nice. Okay, uh, let's slide down this list a little bit. At yeah. seven, we have You're Still the One by Shania Twain. Still the one I something. I don't know. No, this is like, we're still having fun, and you're still the one. We're going to have to do some more research. But much better Shania. than that. You're sure it's not like, you're still the one that I something. Oh, the fuck. Only one that, mm. Yeah, my voice is Yeah, really you might be right. Still, you're still the one I Shania. Speaking of uh, Canadians, mm-hmm. we've got Adia by Sarah McLaughlin at number eight on its way down. Number 14, we've got Cruel Summer by Ace of Base. I think this was still on the list last time we did 1998. Ooh, 16, This Kiss by Faith Hill. Oh, This Kiss. That's great. Well, no, it's okay. It's, it's a okay. solidly okay song. Ooh, you know what's climbing up the list? Mm. At number 22, yep. we've got Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. One of my favorite Savage Garden songs. I think I've talked about that before. All My Life by Casey and Jojo is on its way down, unfortunately, at 25. Ooh, let's close it out at 28. Oh, perfect. Perfect song to close it out on. Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Intergalactic. Planetary. Planetary. Intergalactic. That's the whole song. We said all the words. Pretty much. And there's some reference to Mr. Spock on that. Which is pretty cool. More on that in a few weeks. I've been talking about Star Trek Beyond. Or no, I'm going to talk about Star Trek Beyond and how it relates. We're to still giving this. it some breathing room. Yeah, we want. I want to give the spoilers a little bit more time. We're, uh, we're letting the tannins mellow. Yes. Uh, like, we're not even into Stranger Things spoilers yet. Have you watched that yet? I have not. Blasted through it on Sunday. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll crush it. One one shot, one take, Ooh, eight hours. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's jump into our 90s spotlight. This week on the podcast, we'd like to talk to you about old people in the 90s. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That's where this is going. This one's a shit show. Spoiler um, alert, they're older now. Yeah. No, I actually plan for this. So last week, our advertiser was Lyle with the Amazing Advertising Podcast, which made me think about my favorite ads from the 90s. And there are two specific ones, both that relate to old people, that I'd like to discuss now. So obviously, being old is probably tough. You slow down, your digestion with the prunes and the Metamucil. Kids never want to visit you. Yeah, it's probably not a very good time. However, there are some things that make your life easier. And the first one that I got to know well during the 90s uh, was Life Alert and their classic commercial with the old lady and old man who proclaim that they've fallen and they can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up. So in the 90s, you're an old person, you fall down, you don't have a cell phone, you can't just send a text, you know? That's not happening. So Life Alert has this little button pad, basically, where you push a button and it connects you to the local authorities to alert someone that you have fallen and you can't get up. And I don't know why I'm laughing because it's a scary thing. But man, we used to say that all the time when we were kids. Oh, yeah. Like if you fell over, I've fallen and and I I can't can't get get up. up. That's all I got. I just thought it was really funny. I mean, it was a good, it was a good commercial. I mean, and then uh, it was one of those ones that stuck with you. Do you remember all the different life insurance commercials? Mm. If you're between age 50 and 75, you're automatically approved. Call now. As long as you don't have a pre-existing heart condition. I'm sure there was a ton of fine print and like little text on there. Oh yeah. Because I think, you know what? The 90s was probably a time before they had to really list all that stuff out loud. They can just throw a (laughs) splash page of fine print. Nowadays, with all those medical ads, 
ads. It's oh like my God. with the with the montage of the people looking happy with all the fucking debilitating side effects that drugs do. I don't think that was as prevalent back then. It was just like, oh yeah, this is a wonder drug. It will save your life. It'll save your marriage. It'll save your dog. Do you want to have a long lasting erection? Are you fine with dealing with internal bleeding on a massive scale? If you answered yes to none of these questions. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So the other commercial I want to talk about is everyone's favorite debuted in 1999 by Liberty Medical featuring one Wilford Brimley and his amazing mispronunciation of diabetes. Well, if you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, your testing supplies may be covered. Diabetes. Diabetes. Wilford Brimley taught everyone how to mispronounce diabetes, and that was the best. Like, that commercial stuck in my head. Also, though, my, my grandma and my dad have diabetes, so that was a thing that was around my house. Um, but Wilford made it extra hilarious. It's not hilarious, but I mean... He helped. So commercials directed at old people, just those two. I don't know where I was really going with that. I think life insurance. But I thought it was funny. I think life insurance is also was also a huge thing. Then. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. Oh, another thing that I forgot to mention earlier. This is a little bit of a tie into this because it's not aimed at old people, but it was a commercial uh, aimed at preying on people. Not saying that Life Alert or anything was doing that because no. it was a legitimate service. Yeah. But you know what got shut down this week? Ah uh, yes. ITT Technical Institute. Oh, God, DeVry's next. The dominoes are falling. I remember these commercials so much in the 90s. DeVry especially. Definitely ITT Tech. I was leading a career as a drug dealer, turning tricks on the side. Then I went to ITT Tech. Now I still sell drugs on the side, but I do it out of my computer shop. That's nice. Okay, let's move on to this week's sponsor. Yes, let's. Every week on the podcast, we like to imagine that we have a real sponsor. Last week, we did, but we need to keep our edges sharp and our advertising game 100 emoji. So, this week, the podcast is brought to you by Krusty's Partially Gelatinated Non-Dairy Gum-Based Beverages. Available at your local Krusty Burger. Do you want that non-dairy gum-based beverage in your mouth after your delicious Krusty Burger? I think you do. Add it onto a combo? Get it on the side. Get it with just with fries. Some people like to dip their fries in Krusty's partially gelatinated non-dairy gum-based beverages. Do you? No. All right. Well, that is a terrible endorsement. But <laughs> that's only because... Well, I'm allergic to non-dairy gum-based beverages. Actually. Well, there you go. There is a there is a small chance this could cause internal bleeding, but it's so low and the taste is so high, there's a little something I like to call risk versus reward. Mm. And Krusty's partially gelatinated non-dairy gum-based beverages is high reward for very low risk. Are you lactose intolerant? There's a three in five chance you won't have some kind of dairy-based reaction hemorrhaging to these gum-based beverages. Also, though, just don't call it a shake. A minute or two ago, you mentioned 100 emojis. I did mention I've, the 100 emojis. I've been thinking about this for seconds now. All right. And if I had to use 100 emojis to describe our show, 50 would be poop emojis and 50 would be eggplants. Ooh, the eggplant emoji. It's, it's very funny. All right. Well, emojis did not exist in the 90s. Emoticons did. We're going to touch on those at some point. But one more shout out to our sponsor of the week, Krusty's Partially Gelatinated Non-Dairy Gum-Based Beverages. Remember, it is available at your local Krusty Burger. 
which doesn't exist, but you can pretend because so can we. Uh, we forgot the wheel. Yeah. There's no wheel. So there's no wheel this week. Uh, next week, we'll just do 1992, and that is September 16th through 22nd. 92? 92. That's a good year. I bet some really awesome uh, TV shows premiered that year, but we'll have to find out next week. But as always, you can find us online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash stuckinthe90spodcast. Our Twitter, S-I-T-9-0-S. We have Instagram too. You guessed it, it's stuckinthe90spodcast. Send us an email at stuckinthe90spodcast at gmail.com. If you want to be a $10 sponsor and have us hawk your wares or, you know, something legitimate, hit us up and we'll say some cool shit. If you want us to hawk your Tinder profile. Whoa. Yeah. Next level. Tinder has web URLs, so we can actually reference a website address that you could that you could go to. We should start advertising Tinder profiles. That's what I'm saying. That's if a you've whole got separate a, podcast. If you've got a Tinder pro... Oh my god. We are incepting we are a podcast live, people. Right now, the Tinder podcast. Mm-hmm. You heard it here. We're gonna do it. We might not. You're gonna swipe right on it, though. Yeah, that's what we could call it. Swipe right. I can't believe that this is actually happening. This is the best idea. You're leaving all of this in the podcast. I'm leaving every fucking bit of it in the podcast. (laughs) Give us feedback. If you think the Swipe Right podcast is a good idea, I'm down for this. We'll do it. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. We maybe we'll like critique Tinder profiles more on this next week when we spitball some ideas. Or maybe not. But uh, yeah, hey, if you want to get in touch with us, let us know. Other than that, I think... Uh, the podcast is now over. The podcast is now over.